0: what's going on people I want to welcome all of you to another live airing of the talk to Q radio show my name is Quincy and this is my show and this is episode 858 the live show is back and will occur once every other Wednesday at 830 p.m. Eastern Time barring a conflict with the NBA finals or the presidential or vice presidential debates I got to work around those Since the last time I spoke to you live, I've dropped five podcasts, so you have a a lot to catch up on if you've been napping. You can get notified of every episode as soon as it drops by subscribing to me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. And guess what? It's free. Just search for the Talk to Q radio show, Um, Yeah, or you can go to Google and search for it there and find me anywhere. On tonight's show, we're talking about the go woke, get broke mentality that's been spreading across the country like wildfire. We'll give some examples of that and how it's impacting the bottom line for some businesses. And unfortunately, we have another situation, a high profile uh, police shooting case that went down today um, as far as a, a verdict against cops. Well, I won't say a verdict, but there was an indictment against some cops in Louisville, the whole Breonna Taylor situation. So we will discuss that And that's going to be What we're looking at tonight On episode 858 Of the Talk to Q radio show Let's get after it Alright Hey what up Q What up radio world Think about it Think about it Think about it Think about it
1: Think about it Think about it Think about it Think about
0: it my name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Carly, go ahead. Hey, Q, how are you? What up, what up?
2: Well, let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners.
0: Bad man posted some of the chat room. <laughs> I was make me choke over here.
2: <laughs> My man Ray out
0: there in New Jersey. Ray, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing?
3: You nah, know, I ain't telling you don't screw.
0: Screw is cool. Some women are down for it. Brown <laughs>
1: I said some, not all. This is a show that people are supposed to get their opinion and tell what they think. think about it. And I think it's think offensive about it. to say about that a person about
2: who speaks well
1: white focus on knowing how to
0: build a relationship versus a bank account is that it all right so we've seen and heard a lot about how businesses and private companies Will take a stand against something political you know it's not new however their client base can sometimes be rubbed the wrong way because of it and it can result in those companies losing customers or in the case of sporting events viewers so let me go to the phone lines and see who will be discussing this with me this evening Baby, don't get it you from the 248 area code the outskirts of the motor city of detroit Please welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend, Miss Crystal Hickerson. Chris, what's going on today? Thank you. How are you? I am outstanding. Glad to have you on. And let me go back to the phone line. From the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida, making his way to the ring, the man in black. The Buckster. Buck, what's going on, bro? Thank you. How are you? <laughs> That's pretty good Crystal impersonation.
2: <laughs> hey, whatever. Don't shake my line.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. All right. I got another caller to bring in. From the 601 Area Code, my hometown of Jackson, Mississippi, let me welcome on the man, the myth, the original show legend, the Minister of Sexual Affairs, Eminem shaking.
3: Hey, what up Q, what up Radio World? (laughs) Good to be alive in 2020, baby.
0: (laughs) I hear you, man. And what's that going in the background, Rain?
3: Rain? (laughs) Okay,
0: all right, you're going to have to mute your phone when you're not talking It's coming in pretty strong
3: Okay, okay, dripping off the house, dog, okay I got you All right,
0: so (laughs) let's go ahead and get started And we'll we'll start with sports first, okay, Crystal's favorite um, topic You know, Crystal, for some sports, (laughs) ratings are down Surveys are saying it's because white people are sick of the woke culture and the signage all over the place. During NBA and WNBA games, there um, is Black Lives Matter signage all over the basketball courts. The players have jerseys with messages of unity or a call to action on behalf of a victim of police violence. Even the commentators for the sporting events are taking time to discuss social injustice during the broadcast. And... A sport that has been traditionally white, such as NASCAR, had one of its lowest TV ratings ever a few weeks ago, uh, one of their lowest ever. And they have made a ton of effort over the past few months to get rid of that good old boy reputation that it's had since its conception. You know, they outlawed Confederate flags that, in the stands, as well as they rolled out a Black Lives Matter-sponsored vehicle. So everywhere white people look, they see this stuff. So, Crystal. Is the blatant display of the Black Lives Matter movement too much, in your opinion? I mean, do they need to dial it back, or is it just what the country needs?
2: First of all, no, we don't need to dial it back. Definitely not. You know, I think what's happening with these um, white people is that they are realizing their biggest angst, is two things. Number one, you know, they hate black people and just anybody who's not white. Number two, they um, are being reminded of what they truly stand for as a, or as a race. You know, they are the conquerors, which means they are the killers, or destroyers, and this is hitting them in their face. Because the only common denominator across the globe is colonialism, which was led by Anglo-Saxons. So this is what they're having to deal with. And I'm not saying all white people are just devils or whatever, but this is their history. And they don't want to be reminded of this horrible, horrible things that they have done, not just to blacks, but to many cultures you know, across the world. So yeah, they just want to. They want to get away from it. They want everybody to shut up. They want to go on with their lily white, beautiful fantasy world, which includes sports, which is hilarious, but it does. It includes everything that touches their lives, and it touches different people, different whites, in different ways. And and some it's sports, you know. So this is what. That's why this is happening.
0: Uh, all right. So, Buck, what do you think? Do you think that the um, Black Lives Matter movement is too much, in your opinion, or do they need to dial it and do they need to dial it back, or do you think this is what the country needs to have this stuff in their face?
4: At one point, I was thinking it needed to be dialed back, but the more that I watched it and seeing what's going on, it needs it doesn't need to be dialed back. We we need to make sure that it's. You know, in your face. So therefore, changes can be made. Um, you know, it's not going to get things are not going to change unless we make. You know, do what needs to be done. And you know, I applaud all the sports, all the you know, basketball, baseball, NASCAR, hockey. I mean, they're all. You know, it's it's something that needs to be done. And until changes made, it needs to stay right in our face. We may get tired of it. So be it. Changes have to be made. And until it's made, it's got to be there. It's got to be front and center.
0: All right. So, Eminem, why is this – why is the signage and the icon so important? You know, they – I mean, they're showing it and we're talking about it at just about every major sporting event, um, even in tennis with uh, Naomi Osaka wearing the Brianna Taylor mask and, you know, things of that nature. So why do you think it's so important?
3: Well, I mean, first of all, it, it's important because if you really want to drive home the message of uh, some type of uh, uh, accolades or, or recognition of something, whether it's good or bad, what's the first thing you do? You first thing you do, you have to make some type of visual aid, you know, of course, that's my background anyway. And what's so funny about that, and I, I love, I absolutely love what Crystal said, um, so I don't even have to speak on that part of it but based on the signage it's like okay if we were playing uh law firm here and somebody say okay you know what we need more women regardless of the color get mammograms so you know what we need to do we need to start just just hitting it hard with everybody wearing ribbons everybody wearing pink great that's what you should do okay hey we don't ne- we don't need to forget uh Pearl Harbor or, 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 or the events of nine nine eleven. So you know, hey, everybody need to maybe uh, have some flags in the yard or something like that. Hey, great, we understand that. Okay, but well now when something affects black people, we do the same damn thing. You got a problem with us bringing um, uh, attention to something we consider a, a ill, which it is. See, that's that's the part that's so funny to me. It's like okay. The methodology happened the same way, now you can't take it. And and I, I just want to give a big shout-out to the people in Portland, Oregon. And the reason why I say that, even myself, if you'd have told me even two years ago that the biggest riots going on dealing with black people would be in Portland, Oregon, I would laugh. i am like, nah, you may mean, you know, like anywhere else a lot of black people at, like Detroit, Philly, Jackson, L.A., you know, Chicago, you know, but not Portland, Oregon. So shout out to y'all. I had to get that little bit in there, but I ain't paid for no airtime, so my bad. So y'all keep doing what you are doing. <laughs> I like that. You bringing attention to shit and you showing the world that you ready for change. So a lot of people who have that bullshit in their heart, when they see they own in Portland doing that shit, they get mad cuz they saying well, damn. They already finna stop passing the torch of bullshit. So that's why I say shout out to Portland. Because out of all of this stuff, out of all of these tragedies, to me that's been the silver lining in it is is watching how Portland is responding to all of that stuff, and because that, that's not a stereotypical area where black people dominate, so that means obviously some message is resonating in their hearts. That's good, but as far as the uh, the symbols, like I said, y'all put symbols on all y'all shit, but when we put symbols on our shit, now it's a problem. They shouldn't be like that, you know. The, the the NBA is what ninety some percent black. The NFL is like eighty percent black. Um, uh, even though NASCAR is, is mostly white, but damn, they they making so many strides trying to be inclusive of everybody. Saying hey, man, everybody like to watch fast cars and race cars and stuff. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna let Bubba do his thing. You know who would have a problem with that? You see what I'm saying? So it's it, it's really like when we make the rules. When, when when something bothers us, that's a tragedy, everybody's supposed to say, okay, cool, we understand that. You know, even if I don't do it, I understand what you're doing, but we do the shit as a double standard. So that's, that's that's the hypocrisy in our level, on top of what Crystal said.
0: I agree with you there, and a the perfect example was uh, during the opening game for the NFL when the players lined up after the National Anthem, they lined up on the field and joined arms as a show in unity, and there were a lot of people that booed that. But we've seen them do that for breast cancer awareness. We see them do it uh, for veterans, and they always get applause. So the one time they do it for black people, you hear boo- booing. And it's it's unfortunate that happens. And as far as Portland goes, I'm kind of surprised, um, along with you, Eminem, because outside of the people on the Portland Trailblazers basketball team, there are only, like, three other people who are black in Portland. So I was very surprised to see the uh, – Disruption yeah. going on in that city, and so. All right,
3: yeah, I, go I, like I Colorado. say, I love what they're doing in Portland. I lo- I love what they, you know, what they're standing for, because that's where change is. Change ain't when your own people do it. Change is when the when the majority start to see your point. Now, unfortunately, Portland ain't all fifty states, but damn, it's a start though. Okay.
0: From the seven three two area code, the Garden State of New Jersey. Please welcome on the show enforcer, Ray. Ray, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, what's up, Q? What's up, cuz? Crystal. Hey, cuz. I'm not sure. Everybody else is on. What's happening?
3: What's up? What's
0: happening, man? Hey, Ray. Glad to have you on. Hey, and up. let me go to you, Ray. Because, yeah. Ray, business, businesses are impacted as well by the go woke, get broke mentality. You know, it's not always about race. For example, Um, There were reports that Dick's Sporting Goods received backlash from their customers because they stopped selling a certain type of gun or certain types of guns in their stores. And that resulted in people stopping, you know, you know, they stopped shopping there. And so does that just come with the territory that if you side with, you know, maybe Democrats or Republicans on a political topic that you're going to lose customers because Dick Sporting Goods decided there were certain type of guns they wanted to regulate, and because of that, people went elsewhere. So, I mean, that
1: just go with the territory? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can't, you know, your political affiliation is in, when you're in the public, is going to greatly affect your business. You know, and I think the reason why Trump is successful, because you get a lot of people on TV, they say one thing, but then he's getting them votes. So you rarely, unless you go to Fox News or somewhere, anybody will stand up and say, well, oh, they for Trump. They're going to say what they're supposed to say and what they don't agree with and all this other kind of stuff. Publicly, we the only ones to try to call ourselves keeping it real and say something we ain't got no business saying. You know, but anybody else, you know, these rich people, you think they're going to vote for uh somebody to to raise their taxes, you know open them and say what they want, but if the taxes going up sixty or hundred million dollars, are they gonna vote for that they very, they may, but we'll see you know what I'm saying, so I think you definitely have power and to use that power. I don't think we should be following groups and stuff like that because some of them they they are paid and they're not in the best interest of the uh the issue or the situation. I think that when you find people that are not affiliated, they come out of their homes like they're doing in Portland. i know a few people from Portland, so they do have some black folks up there. I don't know what the the demographics are, but it's, uh, it's a good thing when people stand up and they want to see things equal or see things better for everybody, because now it's a young generation. When the young generation look at this and say, man, you know, I got a black friend, even if they don't have all black friends and they say, man, the people out here you know this crazy stuff. They break it into somebody's house in the middle of the night and like they did Breonna Taylor or guy run off. You seeing it in an old video. Man, dude might have been cutting up a little bit but he ain't doing nothing to get killed. So when they start seeing this, they say, man, then they start reading their history. They say, hey, man, what changed? You know, we can't do the same things that people did before us. So they look at the to change things and make things better, because right now it's clearly, it's clear that it's not fair. You can, years ago you could justify it and say, well, the people weren't educated, they weren't this, they weren't that, fifty, sixty years ago. But what is the deal today? You got all these idols and stuff on TV that you watch and play basketball and football. Hey, if you don't recognize them, they can be kissing the asphalt like anybody else. So I think it's, it's definitely power in numbers and strength, and everybody speak up and get behind. The issue, so a lot of this bullshit can be cut out. Maybe the next generation won't have to go through all this because I used to think that we'll never see equality and fairness not in our lifetimes, but I don't know we have to see
0: all right, all right, good point, sir. And just for the record, Portland's um demographic as far as black people are concerned, six percent of their population. According to, um, I think, 2018, I believe, um, 6% are black. So not that many. There are more Asians and Hispanics in Portland than black people. And uh, let me go back to the phone. we got another caller. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the voice of reason, Amanda, to the Talks Q radio show. Amanda, how's it going? Hey,
5: Q. Hey, everybody. How's everybody tonight?
0: doing well how are you hey, Amanda outstanding. Yeah, you know. all, right, all, right. Hey, all right Amanda so same question for you uh does it just come with the territory that if you're a company and you have to take a political stance on something uh, due to the nature of the product you sell or maybe you just decide you want to just come out and speak up um I mean, you're going to lose customers. I mean, is that just what you have to expect? I mean, does it kind of balance out, I guess, in the end when, you know, some people who may not have um done business with you may decide to come to you because you take a stand while others will leave?
5: Absolutely. I mean, I think um I know I've I've seen it with the uh, uh the first thing that that made me um that I thought of a first company was uh, Ben & Jerry's, the way that they're, you know, uh woke company and uh, speak up about social issues and different things like that. And a lot of, I've seen so many people say, man, I never was a Ben and Jerry person, but because uh, they spoke out on this, that's, that's, that's who I'm going to. And I mean, I was kind of was the same way. Like I really wasn't a Ben and Jerry person, but all right. And then it's like, you give it a try and say, okay. Or you find out another company is maybe supporting something that you're not so much for, and you say, "All right, I'm gonna try one of their competitors." Um, <laughs> Ray and I were in—I uh, believe we were in Costco—and I needed some more, um, some more soap. And I normally I'm a Dove girl, like I always buy Dove, but um, I was torn between Dove and um, what was the other one? What did I end up getting? Olay, and because Olay is made by Procter <laughs> and Gamble. I went with I, I went with Olay, so he was laughing, and I, t- I I joked with him. I said, "Well, we're saving a couple dollars." So he was like, "All right, that's fine." <laughs> but mine wasn't; it had nothing to do with the you know the cost of it. It was about all right. I'm about to try this other company because you know they're really speaking out and putting out the commercial and the um, the black guy the look, and the black guy ends up being a judge, and you know just like a lot of these things that you're really kind of seeing and you're saying all right you know people even if they're not being overly political they're saying something they're saying hey just just open your eyes pay attention um, i really appreciate the companies that stand up and say something you know they don't have to be overly militant but even when you're just recognizing the issue um, i think it's always a good thing and at the end of the day if you're you know you're the ceo of a company or the decision maker me, if you're following your heart, you can't go wrong.
0: And I think that's the great point that you make, and that's where I was going next, Crystal. Um, I mean, if you're a company or a sports league, I mean, if you do nothing, people will cancel you. If you do something, people will cancel you. So shouldn't you just do the right thing and not worry about it?
2: Well, yeah, uh, you know, and um, I do love Olay. Always have, <laughs> but you know. And the thing about <clears throat> soap, the industry of soap, you know, back in the day they didn't allow black people in their commercials at all. So yes, it is nice to see dark skinned black women and men in soap commercials. You know, so that is a big thing. But yeah, it, it does it does affect um, your sales. But, yes, you should do what you believe in. I mean, you know, you can even look at Chick-fil-A, you know, and I'm, you know, not that religious. But they stood by what they believed in. And they said, I'm sorry, we're not open on Sunday. You know, deal with it. Go to Popeye's. I don't know. But they don't care because (laughs) that's what their company, you know, stands for. So, I mean, I, I can respect that, even though, you know i mean i totally agree with you know their stance you know what their belief is but i can respect that they believe and they you know and they stand up for it so that is important so i would i would give respect to that i mean um you know especially if your stance is not against people believing in a religion is not in the, you know if you truly believe in like for them the christianity um you know keeping you know sunday holy and all of that, I mean, that's not bad. That's not bad for anybody. That's not bad. That's not saying anything against anybody. Um, And you should rest on Sunday. You stay at home and you should cook your own damn chicken at home and Sunday dinner. (laughs) So I think that is a good thing. So, um, yeah, you should stand by that, and I think people respect that more so than anything else. And I didn't know what you had said about, what is it, um, is that what you Yeah, Dick Sporting Goods. For their store. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> but it also makes me go, hey, what a good dick. We all need better dicks in the world. And I think it's great.
0: Oh, wow. Really, Crystal? <laughs> really? I had to unmute you. I had to unmute <laughs> oh. All right. I had to use since I didn't have a rim a rim shot, I guess. And so, Buck, let me ask you this: What about the white people who may already agree that Black Lives Matter? Can all the saturation of the movement turn them against it? I mean, can they get tired of seeing it as well, seeing all the signage?
4: Well, like I said earlier, I mean, you know, you, you, it's something that's got to be addressed. And doesn't matter who gets tired of it. Doesn't matter if black people get tired of it. Doesn't mean if white people get tired of it. it it's come. It's come a point in time in this country that some change has to be made. And until change is made, it needs to be in our faces. Um, you know, and you know we need to come together as, as as one people. You know, we. It's time. You know, it's past time with all this black, white, Chinese, Indian, Haitian, all this other, all these colors. You know, we're all one people. And, you know, we need to, you know, we have diversity. I mean, that's what makes everything great is diversity. So, you know, it needs to be on our faces. I don't care who gets tired. Don't give a damn.
0: All right. You know, for a moment there, I thought you were going to break out and in, in, um, to singing We Are the World or something. That's what it kind of put me in the mindset of. And Eminem, what do you think? What about the white people who... Already agree that black lives matter I mean can it be too much for them And make them kind of have um, I guess black lives fatigue
3: Um, No uh, And the reason why I say that Is because those who Those who get it They fully get it They they understand And right now they know that they are the minority You know because um, Until you see Now it don't have to be in the same manner of course But until you see Where Um it's the message is so strong to the point where it becomes the majority understand it, then they might say, Okay, okay, but until then they they understand it, you know. Um, if you see somebody white saying they tired of it, that means deep down they still felt a certain kind of way anyway. Uh most most people get it because they understand when something means something to you, that's a part of you. That's why I gave the examples I gave. Um man, I I've heard like uh, older white guys, just over the years, talk about different things from um and and just different things. Uh, um, uh, matter of fact, you uh, uh, one of our former managers. I don't know if you ever, ever was on this team or whatever, but he used to always talk about you know, um, uh, you know, still making re- reference to the not in a bad way, but still making references to the the um you know the people he. Died in the Confederate War and all that kind of shit. So so my thing is, like, hey, the, the white people that get it, they understand. If something means something to you, don't go away. It's not a fad. A haircut is, uh, uh, wearing a mohawk is a trend. Breakdancing is a trend. You know, your ass being black and disrespected, that ain't no damn trend. And um, for, the, for the white people, and, and, and I'm loving it because a lot of them are really, really, really starting to understand now. Because, see, what was happening on, for years, a lot of people were just looking at the last 30, 40 years. Well, like, damn, if you look at that, you would say, well, damn, what's your problem? But when you really sit down and think about the history of how in the fuck black people and anybody of color got to America from the beginning, then you start saying, well, shit, that is fucked up. Damn, that's messed up. No wonder they feel like that. So a lot of people started being enlightened. And then other white people started enlightening other family members that wasn't enlightened. they like, like, yeah, they do have jobs like us. They they can go to stores and stuff like this, but damn. You know, you go past 65, which wasn't that damn long ago, look how fucked up it was. You know, so I think that's the message that the millennials have really got out and it's starting to rub off on some of the people from X and really some of the people from the baby boomers, where they really never took the time to really think about the reason why a lot of things are like it is because they were just pretty much starting time, you know, 1965 and forward, but not backwards, you know. It's like these people lost their names. You know, like, think about it. Like, shit, look at our last names. Like, fuck. You know, now some of us still got intertwined bloodlines, you know, but still, that still ain't your fucking real last name. And so I think the millennials and Gen Z white kids that really get it have um, been almost um, not necessarily the gatekeepers but gate openers for the people in previous generations who really just don't understand. they just like, hey, Nothing's stopping you from getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning and going to work. That is absolutely true. Nothing's stopping you from going to work. But when we start talking about things that affect you in the long term, it's just like you can't rape a fucking um, child every day And at 12 years old. You say, okay, the the boogeyman's gone. You done got too old now. Go on with your life, and you won't be fucked up still 45, 50 years later. See what I'm saying? So I think that the the younger generation of white people that really, really got it. Not that older generation, some didn't get it, but I really think that a lot of the disconnect was generational. I think a lot of people really thought that, okay, you can vote now, you can do this, you got a black president, what's your fucking problem? Okay, but time didn't start for us 30, 40 years ago. Time started for us 16, 19, really 15-something. See what I'm saying? So, when that message came out, I think that's why you're seeing what's happening in Portland. And uh, another shout-out I got to give. They didn't do it long, but shout-out to the ass. The white people that blocked that damn bridge in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I mean, shit, man, that's like, that's that's great. Uh, this was like some months ago when that shit first happened to Joy Forward. Shout-out to them because, see, that's real change. You know, people expect us to cut up and act the food, but when I see white people that really get it, I say, okay, well, it might not change a lot for me in my lifetime, but I know my damn grandkids are, are going to be in a better place with their peers and stuff looking at this and pretty soon they'll get to the point where it'll be like it is in in, in, uh, in Europe and everywhere else. I mean, if you whatever you are, that's what you are. There ain't no category like it is in America. But right now we got to use that category because it's still fucked up. I ain't finna to stop saying I'm African-American now, but it'll be nice to get to that point where we just straight American and I think The Generation Z and millennials are opening their eyes to a lot of people right now.
0: All right. Well, you know, being woke has become a political term, and and anyone who blames a person for having an authentic set of values has deeper issues than they care to admit. If seeing Black Lives Matter makes you go nuts, then maybe you need to talk to someone about that. I mean, you know, for a majority of my life, I've seen white presidents, white ceos of fortune 500 companies white police officers white actors on tv white movie stars winning oscars you know white 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 people don't need signage to show that they matter but let black people get signage for three months and the world will cancel you so anytime white people stop watching nascar because of black lives matter then you know there's some hate out there i mean you know why can't we all just get along that's what rodney king said he's the first man to ever go viral for police brutality. But um yeah, so and and also I want to throw this out there too. The reason I say Black Lives Matter, I always say the entire thing. I don't say BLM um anymore is because I think when people use acronyms it takes away the meaning. And so, I mean, I'm going to say Black Lives Matter so people can understand where I'm coming from. But speaking of a Black life and um that matters to, to me, but didn't quite matter the way that we would hope for as far as the justice system is concerned. Um, only one of the three cops involved in the Breonna Taylor killing was indicted today, and he was charged with wanton endangerment, which is a Class D felony. felony. Now, wanton endangerment is essentially when like someone's behavior creates a substantial danger or death. Um, or causes some type of physical injury, a serious injury to another person, it usually carries a penalty of one to five years in prison. Now, let's compare that class D felony to another class D felony in the state of Kentucky. Um, One-time endangerment is equal to unauthorized use of a credit card of a sum between $500 and $1,000. So this guy is essentially being charged equivalent to if he had used a credit card illegally and charged $500 worth of stuff that's the law in, in, in Kentucky and what's even crazier about this entire situation is that he was charged for shooting bullets that went into a neighbor's apartment not for the six bullets that went into Breonna Taylor and ultimately killed her they said that the shots fired in her apartment were justified because they were shooting back at the boyfriend who didn't know why they were kicking in the door So the no-knock warrant that was served at the wrong address for someone who was already in custody that led to the death of a sleeping woman was considered justified. So I I don't even have a question for that. I'm just going to go to you, Ray, and just ask what your opinion is on that.
1: Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I I think it's disgraceful, man. It's one of the worst things that ever happened, you know, because it seemed like she was a female just doing the right thing, and her her boyfriend really could have been anybody or any of us because somebody knocks your door in in the middle of the night. You reach up on your nightstand or whatever you grab your gun. Hey, somebody ain't supposed to be here. You know, you might have to, you might have to lay him down, and that's what he tried to do because he didn't have no other choice. You know, that's that's the situation with the police is, if they come in, even if they yelling, police, if you come in the wrong time of night, what what can you do? You can't do nothing but be startled. Then they, oh, you made a sudden move. How you can make a sudden move if somebody breaking in your house? If he got a gun, he tried to protect his, 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 his fiance. And then I understand if they had a warrant, but somebody gets killed even accidentally, somebody got to go to jail for that. You know, you just can't make a mistake. Say, oh damn, you know, we in the wrong place or we shot the wrong person. What if they would have got to the kids room first or all them in one room because you know, they didn't have money for three or four bedrooms or whatever. Who's going to take responsibility for that? Now everybody this and that, and then they get some old black dude up there talking and everything else. You know, I don't know he's a DA or what he is, but, you know, that's how they do. Whenever something happens, whether it's Texas or whatever, they they stick somebody up there in front of the camera. But, man, at some point you got to call out that day because, man, I can't justify this shit. And, you know, I understand you're getting paid. You got a job and making good money and all that, but you can't. Sell your folks out on no bullshit like that. So it's one of the most disgraceful things you ever gonna see. Because, you know, if a dude get beat by the cops or killed or this, that, and other, it's bad. But you say, Well, you know, maybe they thought this, maybe they thought that, and it's bad altogether. But when you kill a woman in the, in her own house sleep. How does it get worse than that? You kill a kid. You know, you kill an old person. You say, well, it's bad. This shouldn't have happened, but they eighty something years old or something. You know, it's bad. But when you kill somebody, this girl is literally in the prime of her life, trying to get her career and stuff going, and they gunned down in her own house. Then they tried to lie on her. Then they charged her fiancé with, with with attempted murder or something like that. Then they told me, well, we'll let you go if you say... She had drugs, so it's just a lot of, a lot of bullshit, man. I mean, it's, it's disappointing, but I didn't find out about it. My wife told me about it when I got home, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, re- it's really disgraceful, you know. But when stuff like this happens, I think it's gonna do more, more good than it is harm, because now everybody sees. Well, before, you know, he put you on there we show you what you look like and try to talk about you a drug addict and all this, that and the other, and throw all this stuff out there. When well, you get somebody sleep in their house, has a career and everything else going, you imagine in America, this didn't happen in, in, in you know, Saudi Arabia somewhere, this happened in America. And just put yourself in that position if you was a white person or something like that, you can't even imagine that kind of situation happening. Now everybody see it, and they see what type of justice you get. See, right now, these last four months, it showed the world what the police is really like. I got people, oh, well, you know, he should have done this, he shouldn't have done that. But now you see what the police is really like. They're spitting on people, knocking women out and stuff at the protest. All this shit about don't beat a woman. You look, I mean, hitting them with a clothes fist. So I think uh, it's a shame, but at least... Everybody needs to see exactly what black people have been dealing with for a long time. Now, don't get me wrong. We got some crooks, but we still have to be treated like you would treat any other American citizen when they get arrested.
0: Okay. All right, sir. I appreciate that. Amanda, what are your thoughts? Um, I
5: mean... I agree with everything Ray said. I'm just, uh, you know, it's frustrating, it's heartbreaking. You know, I, I just, uh, just this feeling of defeat and like, you know, where do you go from here? Hey, um, you know, I just, I just don't know what else can be said about it. It's, um, it's just so senseless, and it's like, you know, some. But to, to what Ray was saying as far as people seeing, sometimes. People can, you know, they can have on their glasses and still can't see, and, and this is one of those situations where there was a um, a teacher who was really popular at my high school, <clears throat> white teacher, but every, everybody loved it, you know, all the black students, white students, whatever. Well, she commented on the Breonna Taylor situation today, saying that, um, you know, yeah, it's tragic, however... Um, as they said, the boyfriend shot first, so, you know, it's justified and this and that. I mean, when I tell you they were roasting her, they roasted her. So it's like all these people are like, wow, I really respected this teacher, you know, when we were in school and this and that. Man, I hope she's not teaching anymore because look at, look at what our kids could be learning, you know? So it just, it really exposes, it exposes how it was deep in people's hearts, um, it's just, it's just sad, you know. I, I really don't know what else can be said other than it's, it's sad, it's, it's stupid, it's, you know, idiotic. If you look at it, you, any, I feel like anybody could see that there were, there were things that went way, way, way wrong, you know. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know what else to say other than it's, uh, you know, It's a messed up situation.
0: Okay. And Crystal, what's your two cents?
2: Well the, you know, the thing is, um first of all, the um the guy, I think what was his name? Camp Camille or uh he was the um I don't know attorney general, I believe. Okay. Anyway, Daniel
5: guy. uh Daniel Cameron, I think.
2: Yeah, Daniel Cameron, thank you. Um, you know, he spouted off and thank you so much. Explaining in detail the law and then you know all of that because it actually changed my mind. Because I was just listening to him, I was listening to him, and he did not explain it that way today. In in the live report, he um, he said that um, the differences was the fact that the officers did not go in as um wanting to kill anybody specifically, but because um, so in within their job, or the guy who was actually charged, within his job basically made an error. And that that was what he was saying. And um and he read off, you know, the laws, you know, and everything. But it's quite interesting. I mean, I understand he's the attorney general, so it's not so much that, you know, he was the black guy that they found. I mean, he was the attorney general. I mean, who else? He was, you know, the top guy who was <clears throat> making the decisions um, along with everyone else. But, it, you know, it's just kind of interesting. But I, I really, when I was watching the live um, airing today, Hearing, um, and I don't, I don't know if it was a woman that was close to him. And if you guys had watched it live, you can let me know. But there was a woman, a black woman, elder, um, who was very, very emotional when you know that it, when it came down, she was crying and just you know super emotional and everything. Um, and people were standing back, giving her her space to, you know, to have her, her feelings at that moment that you know when she heard it so I'm not sure if that was part of the family or just a, you know just a black woman who has lived through this as an elder clearly in her late 60s or 70s um, you know who was out there who had been there for you know weeks just trying to you know to do things and just hearing her pain of it doesn't matter what we do you know, it doesn't matter, and, and it's unfortunate that, you know, as Ray was saying, you got people, you know, now that the white people are pissed off, you know, you know, and I think it's mainly, and I've said this so many times, and been rebuked, re, you know, rebuked again and again, but I, I've said this so many times that when you, a lot of these white people, they literally do not know. What happened. I don't know if you can go back and you remember when people watched Roots, they literally, they were like, what? And that was back in the 70s. No one is talking to them. No one is giving them the education, of course, in school. No one is, uh, and they're looking at this going, what the fuck? Like, they're waking up to things that, of course, we've always known. And you're right, um, Q, you're saying they really didn't they think that, you know, or was it Eminem? Back in the 1930s, that's what they think. All this began in the Civil Rights Movement. You know, like Martin Luther King Jr. woke up and said, you know, this isn't right. I'm going to start a movement. You know, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that really got to me today, um, just listening to her crying and um, feeling the pain and anguish probably of her years. being on this earth, going through this. So, it's really sad. This is a girl, and I don't want to go on and on, and do not give me the damn tick, but the girl, you know, Rihanna was a respectable (laughs) woman who had, she had a job of saving and helping people as an EMT. Her only, I don't even say it was a mistake, goddammit. She loved a man, and she was with him. And he didn't bring that shit to her house. The only thing he brought to her, to her house was himself, okay, and and being there with her. You know, you talk about, you know, black men don't want to be there. He he was there for her. He was there. He tried to protect her and himself. And as far as them yelling out police, I guarantee you, if, they, if he had heard police, he wouldn't have grabbed a gun. That would be the last thing he would grab. He'd probably try to hide the motherfucking gun. But, you know, so that's some bullshit right there. And, um, yeah, this is just, it just upsets me on so many levels, and I can go on and on. But, um, but yeah, I am very heartbroken, and I'm going to be looking at everything that's happening there and in Louisiana and everything. Just just just
0: ridiculous of what's going on in Louisville, what's going on. You're right. And just to give people an idea, again, of why we, as people of color, get so upset. Now, I recognize this is another state and different states have different laws, but just look at the look at what happened here. I don't know if you all remember, but um, when was this? About a year or two ago, there was a cop in Minnesota. There were two cops who were called out. To a house because someone had said there was a sexual assault taking place at the house. The cops showed up. They didn't find anyone. Okay. They were parked around the side of the house in a dark alley. Both of them were sitting in the car. A woman runs up to the car. um, And the cop in the passenger seat shot out the window, thinking that someone was coming at them with a gun because she raised her hand towards the car. And this guy ended up being convicted of third-degree murder and manslaughter of this woman's death, even though it was, again, something that was an accident, okay? You get called out oh, I remember, I remember for, something that. for a violent act, and someone runs up to your car in a dark alley, and your partner reacts to it. Your partner is scared. And you shoot to try to defend you and your partner. And unfortunately, you killed someone. All right. The difference in between this case and the Breonna Taylor case, I guess, is that this guy was black and the person he shot was a white woman. Okay. this guy was Somali American. So with a name like Mohammed Noor, he probably wasn't going to do too well in court. And he got 12 and a half years in prison for shooting this woman. Okay, so this is the type of stuff that upsets us. Why was he not afforded the same, what I consider, excuse that, you know, it was just an accident and wasn't intentional, and yet he still got charged with third-degree murder, okay, even though he was, what he thought what he was doing was in the act of a job of defending himself and his partner. So these are the type of double standards that pisses people of color off. And it happens time and time again black people do something wrong they pay a heavy price for it white people do something wrong not normally the case unless they do it against other white people then sometimes that's frowned against so that's part of the reason why that's the main reason why we get so upset when these things go go on Mohammed Noor was very apologetic for what happens he said he thinks about that woman every day and had no in, you know, intention of hurting anyone. He was just responding to the scene. Yet, you know, you have the situation that goes on with Brianna Taylor getting shot in her sleep six times, and you charge the guy for shooting into another apart- apartment. So the bullets that missed her are essentially what he's being charged for, but for shooting in someone else's apartment. And I just think that it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying you charge the guy with murder, because I don't think he came got woke up that morning with the intent of killing someone, but you have to charge him with something better than a Class D felony, something that's not equal to an unauthorized use of a credit card, you know, for a $500 purchase. So let's go ahead and um, get to our final thoughts, and Eminem, I'll start with you, man.
3: Oh, man, uh, great show. uh, uh... A, 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 a great topic that's an unfortunate topic Because the unfortunate part is that Everything we talk about is real shit It's not opinions It's not something we saw on some kind of TV And we're giving a, a, a review of it This shit is real Um, uh, I wanted to make a comment in my closing right quick About the uh, Breonna Taylor situation um, Everybody had excellent points But for anybody that's listening might be in law enforcement Just from a logistical standpoint if somebody told you three of y'all are gonna go serve a warrant, and and you're looking for a guy, and the guy actually, you know, fires, but all six bullets out of your damn gun go into somebody sleeping. So I'm trying to figure out how in the hell you shoot somebody six times, and you don't even graze the person that's that actually exchanged fire with you. And I'm just saying like that don't make sense to me. That's enough to lose the case anyway. You, these are trained officers. I'm not even officially trained like a policeman, but I guarantee you if I'm into it with a dude right now across the street and I go over there and we get into it, whether I'm right or wrong or not, I guarantee you I ain't finna unload a clip in somebody else in the house and not touch him one damn time. That's bullshit. You know, and that's just straight logistical stuff. Like, how in the hell can you accidentally shoot somebody six times and they sleep, so you can't say they was running. And you didn't know what they had. It's like, damn! I just saw a red jacket, man. I thought that was him. You can't. All these excuses we heard, you can't see it. But, uh, but like I say, man, uh, um, it's it's very upsetting because you know, um, like I I use uh, me and my cousin Ray, all of us. You know, we come from a very you know uh, close family. Um. Our, 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 our mothers, our, our sisters, and, like, best friends. And I can't even imagine um, us growing up and something happened to, you know, any, well, any anybody in the family, but especially certain people. And you sit up here like, damn, how in the fuck this happened? Like, you, you can't get past that. It's one thing to lose somebody and they always been in the streets and, and so much shit go on that something happened you're just like, well damn, even if it's fucked up you can kinda of deal with it. But man, this, this girl was just doing her like because so he do she doing her thing. Uh, uh the 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 apple pie type white people are always talking about, you know, um uh, first responder. She was a first responder. And all this and, and ain't no more sympathy for that. That's bull, man. But um like I say, great show. Um I really think change is coming, but it's not in the form of what we do. What we do counts, but it really don't matter because we're not affecting nobody, but the people that really is affecting somebody is, is the shout-out, and I hope y'all listen out there important argument. Keep that shit up. Let everybody see this. And uh, before this ring go off, I'm going to drop a fact on y'all real, real quick. Um, shout-out to Steve Jobs. Shout-out to... Uh, a lot of the other pioneers that opened up the the, the uh, ways to make social media and, 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 and devices to handle social media popular because the only reason they killed Dr. King was because, uh, I'm not jumping Topping. I'm just making a point. The only reason they killed Dr. King because they didn't want to, that shit was starting to get to NATO and all these other people because nobody knew what was going over here because nobody Poe black people in the South didn't have no damn voice anywhere. and Damn sure they had not no way to communicate. So when when, when uh, stuff started leaking out, that, oh, man, you know what they're doing to black people over here? Did y'all hear what Muhammad Ali said? That's why they put him in jail. They didn't want the world to know what was good and what was happening. So the hypocrisy is what got an innocent man killed. But n- now, motherfucker, you can't kill nobody for nothing because everybody see the shit now. All the ills, all the wrongs. You do something wrong, the whole world see that shit now. You can't hide behind this shit. And shout out to and Oregon. You know, shout the fuck out to Port Oregon.
0: All right, man. Burn that I motherfucker appreciate down. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right about the world seeing it. Um, I've interviewed some people from overseas over the last few months, and the things they have to say about the United States, man, is embarrassing. Very embarrassing, so uh, Buck, let me get your final thoughts, man. You
4: know, it's time for it's. You know, great points by everybody tonight. You know, first of all, you know, it's long. It's been far too long for us as in as black people to put up with the garbage that we've been putting up with for so many years. It's disheartening. Um, we have to have you know ridiculous conversations with our kids to tell them that they're endangered species. Because we are endangered species, it's, you know we need to do whatever we can to to get heard. you know for far too long, we've not been hurt. So you know not only do we need to protest and do all these things that we've been doing here as of late in 2020, but we also need to vote. We also need to go to our congressmen. We also need to realize and understand that we need, our voices need to be heard. You know, Mickey Mouse can be president. I don't give a damn about this Trump, Biden, and all this other crap. The main thing that we need to really, the main thing we need to do is make sure we vote in these other elections. Because the legislative branch is one that's the most important. Senators, congressmen, House of Representatives, those are the ones that get to make the laws. Those are the ones that keep keep things in balance. Those are the people that we need to get in touch with to try to make sure that we get change, get police reform, you know, make sure these guys get screened and get the right thing, you know, get the right people to be police instead of the ones that they've been getting. You know, that's where the reform needs to go. You know, that's what we need to do to try to make things right. So, you know, we don't, we, our voices need to be heard, but we need to be heard on all levels, not just protest. We need to be heard on all levels. And we need to stand by what we're saying. You know, we need to join together. We need to stop throwing throwing dirt in each other's faces because everybody else is getting ahead of us, and we're putting our own selves behind. It's in, in order for us to be heard and taken seriously, then we need to unify, and that's the only way that the change is going to be done and done right. So yeah, I mean, what they're doing in is important, but we need to go we need to go further than that. We don't need to g- just be protesting. We need to be contacting people in, in power and we need to show them that we have power and we ain't going to take this shit no more. So just some food for thought, but great show. Enjoyed it and can't wait for the next. God, have a good rest of your week.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Crystal, I'll give you your final thoughts.
2: Okay, sorry. Um, you know, again, you know, very good show, very um, insightful. Um, shout outs to Eminem. Uh yeah, it's a really good cool tonight. We didn't even have to play his song, and that was that was a wonderful thing. Uh, <laughs> and also, I mean, and the rain that was going on in the background when you came on. You know, I'm a big. ASMR, which is, you know, that soothing sound. You had that going the whole time, so that was pretty kind of cool. <laughs> um, but definitely some some great, great points from you tonight. Um, Appreciate it. You know,
3: I. And, and, and you're a, tree, a tree limb just fell while you were saying that. I said, girl, you're powerful.
2: <laughs> I am
3: powerful.
2: <laughs> 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 I also want to say, you know, to. Um, buck, you know, you're absolutely right, you know, people don't like to, it's, I've always said Americans are just lazy, and on the one hand, I will say maybe they're lazy because of who they are, They're, you know, in the lap of luxury or whatever, but again, I have to also say they're lazy because it's part of the control mechanism of uh, the American um, the men in power basically, and that goes really above the government. The men in power who have said, let's soothe let's them out, let's give them a little bit of what they want, let's you know give them the fantasy that this is the greatest place in the world, the most beautiful country, the most liberated or whatever, diverse, and they'll go to sleep feeling happy, and they'll fight for this fantasy because that's really what is happening. And a lot of people now especially with Trump. Now Trump thinks he's you know, he kind of brought together you know, trying to take us back to the 1950s or whatever. And but actually what he has done he's actually woken people up. He's actually fighting for the other side, you know. You know, he really is because he his ridiculousness has made people wake up to go well, let me let me research that. Wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Let me research that. Let me look it up. Let me get you up. Know, and they're learning, and they're listening to people in the know, and, and they're paying attention. And people that we never, black people even, that we never really heard from, like some of our sports players and entertainers and, and some political people, they're finally speaking up as well. So, yes, we have to vote. We have to vote all the way through. You know, when your local stuff is going on, you have to vote there for your city and for what happens to you there and what happens to you in your state and then what happens to you on a federal level. It's all connected. And um, as far as democracy, democracy is a myth unless you are actually doing, actively being a part of Of the the democracy system That's supposed to be here in America And otherwise We're going to end up Looking to the Palestinians And we're going to be grabbing rocks And we're going to be doing whatever we can do To stop an injustice And hopefully It won't get to that And hopefully it won't get to the French Revolution You go to France They don't put up with that bullshit That's their history I will fucking cut your head off if you don't do what the people want you to do. And that's their history. But what, how did that become their history? They killed them all. <laughs> and then they turned around and said, whoa, okay, I don't want to be Marie Antoinette. I want to, what do these people have to say? And so sometimes it does take stuff like what's going on right now. And unfortunately, a cop has been killed in Louisville already, you know, just a few hours ago. So it's, um, or a shot at. I don't know if he actually died. Things are happening right now that they're going to have to take notice of on a real level. Or, hey, it's going to be another civil war and that's just the end of it. We'll go out like the Romans, you know? But, it's a very good show. Thank you so much for uh, having it and continuing our conversations. Cute. And look forward to the next
0: one. Thank you very much, ma'am. I truly appreciate your input.
1: And, Ray, what you got, bro? Yeah, it was a very interesting show, a very necessary show. Everybody had very good points, and, you know, we were all pretty much unified tonight, which we rarely do on the Talk the Q. And, um, you know, I think it's time for everybody to come together, not just – on Talk to you, but all around the world. And if we want the respect, we have to stand together. And the problem is is a lot of white right, people don't respect these situations because we don't respect each other. And the thing is, you have to treat your brother or your sister like it's your brother or your sister. should should be getting killed over shoes and You know, we can't go to a game without shit getting out of hand and all this kind of stuff. We have to show that black lives matter, not just when white people kill us, but when we kill each other. And I think that if we all stuck together, I think it is nothing that we can't do or we can't accomplish. And I'm glad that the younger people are getting to see how things used to be and how things still are. Because you have a lot of people say, well, you know, they they built this or they did that or their family had a lot of land and they pulled themselves up by the bootstraps and all this and that when they made their living off the backs of slaves. And now they're billions of billions of dollars later. They want to talk about how they started and show some old man with a suit and a hat on and, and when he come over here and this, that, and the other. And everybody believes that that is the story. But if we be real about it, just like you have a lot of women out here, most of the time women are actually smarter in the book than men. It's just, you know, I think men have more world knowledge. But you look how far behind women are. There's no female president. There's not a lot of female CEOs, everything else. Not because they're not smart, not because they didn't study hard. It's because of the system. And when the system is corrupt, you got all these guys, they all look in the same way, and they all say, well, we're making all the decisions and we're doing this and that because the system is corrupt. Not because black people haven't went to college, they're not brilliant, they're not smart, they're not this, they're not that. It's all because of the system. And a lot of white women, they won't speak up to their black or their white men because they benefit somehow. You know the husband making the money. They can't say, "Hey, look here, you know this ain't right." And why won't you hire this guy? He's the best guy for the job and everything else. They keep that system going, and when you keep that system going, it it becomes systematic racism. of people, like, oh, I'm not racist because you won't kill nobody because they a certain race of color, but you won't give them the same opportunity to give somebody else. A lot of white people make money simply, simply make more money because they're white. And they gotta understand that because you have uh, such a big head start, it's gonna take racists another forty years to catch a be where you at. Like now, we see more black billionaires than ever, which makes us proud. But they made it through music, is Kanye or Jay Z or Tyler Perry, and you know we getting them on up there. Michael Jordan and all—I forgot how many billionaires there are. Twenty-three hundred or something like that. You can count hours on both hands just about it. So there's so much further ahead that that people need to see why that is. It's not because they're smarter, you have a better opportunity. And when you have a better opportunity, things come easier. But if you gotta worry about where you gonna eat, where you go sleep, you gotta take care of young ones, siblings and everything else, it's harder for you to make it through. So I think with all this stuff is going on, the old people, the seventy and all that, you're not going to change their mind. These politicians and stuff like that, will going change their mind. But the people, their grandkids and everything else, they're going to have to see what if it was them, put themselves in black people's shoes. And I think they'll look at things very differently. But all in all, it was a great show. I appreciate everybody's opinions. And just uh, I don't want to say stay woke and all that there but just pay attention to what's going on and, you know, respond correctly and act correctly.
0: All right. Thank you for that, sir. Appreciate your two cents. And Amanda, shut it down for me, please.
5: Great show tonight, Q. Um, you know, I really enjoyed everybody's comments. Um, I I watched Daniel Cameron's, um, press conference and I could smell the BS when he was started talking about people from you know there's a lot of outside agitators and influencers, influencers and celebrities who don't understand Kentucky and Kentucky laws and I'm like man come on it, it doesn't take being from a particular city a particular state a particular country to understand when something is wrong and I just felt like I mean he just he just ice skated all around the issue. I mean, like it—it just—it was just so—it was just so depressing to watch because it's like you know what you're saying doesn't make sense, you know. Just like um, how Crystal mentioned the boyfriend being there or whatever. It, if you want to say, oh, you know, wrong place, wrong time, or or whatever. However, somebody may want to spin it, but allegedly the police didn't even think anybody was there with her they allegedly thought she was alone like why like if you just if you just really tear every all these different facts apart it just it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense like it just you know we can almost do a whole nother show about just beginning to end everything that's come out all the facts and just watch things as things develop if they develop any further but you know it's just a it's just a sad thing but you know i think um I think one thing, like uh, Eminem mentioned, as far as the social media, um, cell phone videos and stuff like that, is people really getting a chance to see things. And also just generationally, if you, you think about your parents and grandparents, depending on your age, uh, when they were in school and, you know, like my parents uh, were part of that generation of the schools being integrated and they went to school with some white kids who were cool, you know, and kind of more so curious and some who had been taught to hate. And I think by the time I got to school, it was a lot better. Um, And if you think about, okay, I'm 36 years old. So the kids that I went to school with, if they've seen certain things and they're past that civil rights movement and past that initial integration period and, the Jim Crow South and slavery and all, they're way past that. And then they say, all right, what's going on now? This this doesn't sit right with me. I think they're just seeing things that um, they didn't have, you know, grandparents and great-great-grandparents talking about how things used to be and how it was back when the, the darkies were in their place. And, you know, I mean, you, you have each generation, you have less and less of that. And that kind of ties back to a conversation we had um, some shows back about uh, when we talked about going with the wind and the disclaimer and stuff like that, this, this, this is why this type of stuff is important to have those type of disclaimers and to, to make sure people understand not to change art, but if something's not really factual and they're depicting something to be one way, I think the truth has to be spoken. You have to be able to say, Hey, listen, this is not how it really was because people will have that in their mind. Oh, well, Why didn't they like being slaves? This person seemed so happy and they were so joyful and this and that. Like if you if you let that type of that type of thing be out there, then that's what it's gonna be. Because like Crystal mentioned as far as roots in the seventies, you know, it was a lot of people who had no idea it was before my time, but it's a movie I've watched over and over again. And I think when you when you really know your history or you really know the history of the country, you can't help but feel some type of way about it if you if you have a moral conscience. So, you know, I just I hope that if nothing else I hope that uh you know the death of Breonna Taylor won't be in vain. Even if she never gets the justice she's due. If if things can change for somebody else then you know then then that's one positive thing. And if we can come together better as a as a as a people not just black people, but just a country, the world, and just have compassion and really see what's going on. I think that um, the world would be a better place. So really enjoyed everybody and hope everyone has a great
0: evening, great rest of the week. Thank you very much, ma'am. I appreciate that. And I appreciate all of you um, giving your opinions this evening. Um, it was good stuff, good stuff. Really something for a lot of people to chew on. And as for Daniel Cameron trying to fight back his fake tears during his little press conference, bro, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. And it really has nothing to do with him being a Trump supporter or a Republican or anything like that. I just don't think the guy is genuine. You know, that's just my, my two cents on the matter. So, all right. As far as what's coming ahead for T2Q, they got more interviews Coming, got one dropping on Sunday with an entrepreneur couple out of Florida. They were recently fe- featured in the griot.com uh, website, so that'll be pretty interesting for you all to hear. I also have an interview with two ladies from the W.E. reality show Bridezillas That's coming sometime in October. I think they kick their season off um tomorrow. Um, there's a new season, so a couple of ladies from Bridezilla will be on the show in a couple of weeks. And as far as the the live show, in two weeks we'll be back, but it's going to be on a Tuesday because of the vice president debate is airing on Wednesday, and I want to be able to check that out. So the next T2Q live show will be on October the 6th on a Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, so go to talk2q.com and get more information there. So great show, everyone. Subscribe to the Talk to Q radio show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found. That way you'll get a notification when the show airs. Don't forget, talktoq.com has all things T2Q. Have a good one. Peace out. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions.
3: Hey, what up, Q? What up, radio world?
0: It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
4: Maybe get people to think differently about what they do and and maybe change what they do.
3: I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. I was told
5: that I was a man-eater.
0: My name is
1: Quincy. Uh, This is my
2: show. Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners.
0: The Talk to Q Radio show. Follow Q guys. Thanks. Peace out.